Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Relative to Sports. And today is a very special episode because we have our very first guest bonus episode. Um, so you won't only be hearing from me and Derek today. You'll also be hearing from two of my good friends and coworkers, uh, Connor and Ethan Woods. Uh, these are two guys that are very, very played a, played a very important role in getting me and Derek into podcasting. Uh, they actually had me on their podcast back in the fall where we talked a little bit of college football and, I may or may not have tried to get them canceled, but uh, <laughs> hopefully they don't bring that energy here today. Mm. And, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> anyways, that's just kind of a, a base introduction to them. I'll open the floor up for them now, and they can introduce themselves to the audience. Yeah, I'm Connor. Ethan and I are brothers. We have our own podcast uh, called From Our Perspective. So is it okay for me to give myself a shout out? Yeah, for sure. I mean... Okay. Josh wasn't going to do it, so somebody had to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, got to be your own plug, man. Our <laughs> podcast is called From Our Perspective. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. You can go check out the episode with Josh in it. Now we got to get right. Derek on our, our, uh, our podcast as well. We've had Josh. We have to have him as like a duo, though. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we'll definitely work right. on doing that. That'd be but great. It would be. I, I work with Josh, though. Ethan is not anymore. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a Josh's coworker. Um, but Ethan so I'm left a, him. Yeah, I'm a former coworker. I've been promoted to just a friend. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> well, not unfortunately, I, I, I'm still proud to be Josh's friend. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I miss working with you though, Josh. Don't, mm, I really do. So, so I work you with say, your brother now. When you say coworker, you, you actually saw Josh work. Yeah. Uh, Josh is actually, yeah. Josh does work. Yeah. Just <laughs> good Josh, job. Josh does work. I will give him, I'll give him all his flowers. Josh Thank works between Thank 11 Josh. and one o'clock. He plays his role well, though. <laughs> he keeps okay. everybody sane. That's what he does. <laughs> oh, that's great. Two hours. Good two hours, Josh. That's yeah. Awesome, buddy. Well, yeah. you know, I'm, I've worked my way up. And I, just from the examples I've seen, you know, oh, if you're a boss, you kind of <laughs> you get some you get some alone time. You get some time to yourself, you know. So. Oh, boy. You got to supervise. Yeah, I got to get there, man. I really got to. I'm, I'm working my, my way up the ladder to where I can just supervise. Supervise and delegate. <laughs> Supervise hey, and if, delegate. If Josh can do it, you guys can do it. Amen. I'm on. I'm on board with that. That was uncalled for, but I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, y'all are y'all are y'all. Y'all have a podcast from our perspective, and like they said, go give that a listen. Uh, it's a great podcast. They cover a lot more than uh, sports and. If you listen to their show, I would appreciate it if you listen to ours too. You don't have to leave our audience to go to theirs. Right. Yeah, to don't do that, actually. If you have to choose between one of us, be faithful to Josh and Derek. Please, yeah. all right? I don't want to take you away from them. Their but content is love... probably much higher quality than ours. Yeah, I would agree. Ours is pretty useless, but yeah. we have fun doing it anyway. Yeah. The, our podcast is more for us, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's really is. kind of a vibe. Oh, oh ours is too. <laughs> that's like the reason you should start a podcast is for you everybody else gets, yeah. gets to be like a part of that you know right do you uh, guys record every week ethan and connor we did at one point we record every yes. week but we're both in college and we both work full-time so and we're both in relationships yeah that also so adds. recording every week was a bit of a challenge um yeah. so we've gone to every other week now 
and even then some weeks it's like we're a day or few yeah. late so we're trying to go every other week right now hopefully this summer yep. maybe we can go back to yeah. once a week or something like that yeah. so well what you guys are not able to do every week josh and i have found out that we are going uh well above what we intended to do because we, we were thinking oh yeah we could probably do just like an hour a week and i yeah. think the first three episodes that we did were pushing two hours yeah it's like we might need to make an adjustment here the but. super nice part about y'all's content is that like it's already picked out for you every week so it's like you know you're talking about sports news so like there's new sports news every week you can bring up with right. our podcast because it's so broad and we try to like keep it unique and different every week we're trying to like think of content yeah, it's unique and different from the other weeks. Um, at some point, we want to like pick a direction to go to where it's like, hey, this is kind of our thing. We stick to it. That would help a lot with like content purposes. But yeah. it's but a I think I think where we like have to think of like a different topic every week. The challenge for you guys is like creating a different format, like f- switching up the format so it doesn't feel like stale. You know, yes. and I feel like y'all have done a really good job with that, even with like the tournament brackets, different things like that. Yeah, y'all have added in some really cool segments. That yeah. been a lot of fun. Yeah, Listen for sure. To. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, thank y'all. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, before we before we get into the meat of the podcast, where we talk about uh, some NBA playoff matchups, uh, I do want to give a little background to y'all, your own sports history, uh, as far as your interests and and your rooting. So. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here. We like NFL. We like the Atlanta Falcons. Unfortunately, yes. Okay, yes, that's true. <laughs> we we like we like Georgia football. Amen. For college yes. football, the back-to-back national yes. championship. Uh, I don't think I y'all are real. Yeah. Okay. I don't think y'all are real okay, big calm. MLB fans. Boys, calm down. Sorry. <laughs> you said what? MLB. Yeah, I don't think y'all are real big MLB fans, but I know y'all root for the Braves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm okay. going to – when I watch the playoffs, you know, because that's the only time I watch baseball, I'll only okay. watch if the Braves are playing, you know? Or the so, so, so those of you keeping track at home, that is three Atlanta teams. Oh, see, man. I know what you're doing, Josh. I know okay. what you're doing, Josh. <laughs> so what, what – who, who do y'all root for in the NBA? The Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, because oh, Steph Curry. Hold on, I'm just gonna let you let you pause right here, Josh, because I'm gonna defend us before. <laughs> yeah, so am I. You rip us apart. No, I have a, I have, no, I have the perfect. Defense. Hold on, hold on. Let me start, and then you can pick up where I leave off. Yeah. To start with, we were raised in Georgia, so like we were Georgia fans. Right. Nobody watches the Hawks until Trey Young got there. Okay. Well, so that's not even true. It's sort. Of, we did. Corver was there. Like Jeff Teague was there. But like to be fair, we didn't Smith, watch. Horford, but like we didn't when watch I the was NBA in seventh we were there. and eighth grade, which is when we lived in Georgia. Like man, I was not into the NBA. Like yeah. I liked college basketball at the time, but like we didn't get an NBA, NBA until like we moved to Texas. And when we moved to Texas, it was like the end of Dirk's career before we got before the Mavericks got Luca, and like I wasn't about to be a Mavericks fan, brother. I'm we were saying. and listen to this. Hold on, I gotta add a little bit more here. We were Warriors fans <laughs> before they were the Warriors they are now. Yeah. Okay. It was a couple of years before they won their first championship. <laughs> we stayed faithful with them through all their championships and through their season when they won a whole like eleven games or whatever it was. Yeah. It was awful. Okay. I watched every Warriors game that season when Steph was injured, when Clay was injured. Okay. I feel like that's some that's some faithfulness right there. 
that needs to be recognized. Not only that, but I was I was still a teenager when I chose my team. Josh, if if I remember correctly, you used to be a, a Texas Longhorns college football fan, and <laughs> somehow you became a Razorbacks fan. And I know that well, happened in, in the molding years of your childhood, all right? So I'm going to allow it. As a teenager, I chose to be a Warriors fan. Now, in 20 years, if you if you see me and you're like, hey, Ethan, are you a Warriors fan? I'm going to be like, heck yes. I've been a Warriors fan since I was 15, 14, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, And I feel like that's okay. I'm not a bandwagon fan just because I chose my team when I was young. I, I, I Listen, I didn't even bring up bandwagon. I don't know yeah, why y'all were yeah. so quick. You were about <laughs> to, though. You were going, Josh, we know you. You're about to rip us apart. Yeah, try to get us <laughs> Got it before. I, you know, we, we weren't even going to cancel you. We weren't even going to talk about the fact that you guys made Joe Biden jokes and COVID jokes. <laughs> How insensitive of you guys, man. No, I'm let's sorry. Get them out we, of here. we can allow those. <laughs> no, I'm let's sorry. get them out of here. Call. No, those are allowed. It's guys, allowed as I, long as they don't. <laughs> I just want to apologize on behalf of the Relative to Sports podcast that you guys are our very first guests, and Josh has treated you with such disrespect. Uh, Josh, I, I don't under, I don't I don't think this is okay. Uh, this is not going to fly. Derek. With me. Uh, listen, I, we appreciate that. I Derek. was just asked. Now, I was just. I was just now, clarifying. Their Josh, were implying. Can I ask a question to these guys? Yes. Okay. So what made y'all social justice warriors fans? Excuse me, what? <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, oh, no, man. seriously. What like okay, so was it just strictly Steph Curry? Steph Curry. One hundred percent. You were just a Steph Curry fan. So because are there any are there any like Georgia are there any Georgia Bulldog NBA basketball players? Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. And he, is he like, like Timberwolves? Yeah, he plays for the Timberwolves. Yeah, and I mean, he's like the—he's really. There might be like some role players, but he's like the one like really good player from Georgia. Yeah. Um, and like I don't really follow Georgia men's basketball just because they're always terrible and it's super lame to root for them. So like I root for Kentucky if I root for college basketball. Oh my goodness! Oh, this is no, 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 no. It's not. It's just like (laughs) I want to have somebody I can consistently cheer for, but I don't even watch college basketball. Seriously, like the NBA is the one thing that I am like extremely invested in that in college football. So like if I'm gonna watch college basketball, like, oh, yeah, like I'll root for Kentucky. But it's not like, oh, when they lose in March Madness every freaking year in like the second round, I'm not heartbroken because it's just like, eh, you know, like I'll move on. You know what I mean? Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not okay. going to give you too, too hard of a time. I, I think Josh has already done that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I was just asking questions. <laughs> he was getting there, though. He was getting there. He was. He was we know. We that. know what road he was going down. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And and not stopping at a yield sign either on the way. No, <laughs> he blew the stop sign. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, with with all of that being said, uh, I guess now we can we can jump into some. Unless it, does anybody have any more questions or clarifications that they need to cover? I think, no, I, I think no. you've tried to destroy these young men's reputation, and I think they've held their own pretty good, Josh. I think yeah. we can move on now. Okay. He didn't just do this on your podcast; he did it on ours too, Connor. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, he tried he did. to cancel us. Like, what is <laughs> oh, <with> this guy? <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna allow um, it though. We're gonna I'm, allow I, it. You know, I'm I'm glad y'all are my friends. Um, Thank you.
So we'll get into some Western Conference playoffs to start with. And um, I know, I feel like I know what, what series y'all are going to want to talk about first. So uh, I guess y'all just tell us, tell us what we can expect from the uh, Warriors versus Kings. Do you want to start this one? Oh, yeah, I'm going to gonna start this oh, one. This was, this was pretty easy for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, like, if you want to know my prediction, I see the Warriors winning in six. Okay. Um, I think the Kings have had an, a phenomenal season. You know, first time they've made the playoffs in, what, 17 years? Yeah, that's crazy. Good for them. But, like, DeMontis Sabonis? De'Aaron Fox. Like, I love De'Aaron Fox to death. Played at Kentucky. Love Malik Monk. He played at Kentucky. Love to see them together again. But, man, I just, like, I'm – a couple things, right? The first thing for me is I don't think – they have a single player that has been playoff tested and like not having that experience is such a huge underrated factor in the playoffs. And the Warriors literally have these seven best players from their championship run last year back on the roster. They're deep enough. They've added Dante DiVincenzo. Their bench is solid. Like Jonathan Kaminga has taken extreme strides. Like he's way better than he was last year. And that Anthony Lamb out of nowhere. Anthony Lamb is a great role player. Good off the bench. Like, and that's not even. We're not even talking about Steph. We're not talking about Clay. We're not talking about Jordan Poole. We're not talking about Draymond, Andrew Wiggins. They're gonna be them. But like, just the role players. Like, I don't see like Kevin Werder or however you say his name. Although he's a ginger, gotta respect the ginger. But like, man. I just don't see the Kings having the pieces to legitimately battle the Warriors. The only thing that will beat the Warriors is the fact that we turn the ball over like a hundred times a game and we suck on the road. But all we have to do is win one game on the road in every single series. We have to win one game on the road every single series and we can win the NBA Finals. And like that's not out of the realm of possibility for the Golden State Warriors. And they have the experience to get it done. I see. I see the the Warriors taking in six. That's just me, though, personally. And it's just purely based on the fact that it's the Kings. It's a lot like the the Grizzlies series we had last year, where like it was the Grizzlies' first real test in the playoffs, and they were not ready for that kind of pressure. And like I think the Warriors are just so accustomed to being there. Like they turn it on during the playoffs. We saw what they did to Portland in the last game of the regular season. And I know Portland had a terrible squad. Okay. They were resting all their starters, but dude, scoring 55 points in the first quarter of an NBA game is, I mean, it's record breaking. It's never, it had never been done before. And they did it like it was literally easy. You know, I think clay had 17 points in three minutes. You know, right. clay looks like clay. Steph is playing the best basketball he's played potentially in his career. Like they're just looking like the Warriors and I don't and we're adding Andrew Wiggins. We just got Gary Payton the second back. Our defense is gonna be great. I just don't see the Kings having the pieces to stop that, unfortunately for them. Right. Okay. Uh Connor, do you, did you have anything to add to that? Um not necessarily. Um I pretty much like everything Ethan said a one concern of mine is um, Andrew Wiggins just getting back in the rhythm of things. He's missed 35 games. I think we got him back the other night for the first time. Yeah, he didn't play, though. Yeah, so um, I'm a little concerned about him getting his rhythm back in, um, but I, I don't think that's going to be a huge problem. At the end of the day, I just think the Warriors' experience from their veterans is going to just yeah. outweigh the Kings' inexperience. 
Um, they've got great players. De'Aaron Fox, Bonus, great players, but I just don't know they're going to be able to outplay um, some experienced vets in this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I talked to you a little bit about this the other day at work, Connor, is how would you like to be the Kings? They haven't been to the playoffs in 17 years. They make it in as a three seed, and they are rewarded with a matchup with the Warriors. I mean, there's, I mean, there's absolute shambles. Yeah, there's. I, I don't think there's any chance they win that series. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if we see a sweep there uh, wow. by the Warriors, but – uh, that's not what I'm picking. I would probably go Warriors and six at, as Ethan did. But uh, Derek, did you did you have anything to add? There? Yeah. So, uh, guys, I used to be an NBA fan, and I I kind of it, it kind of coincided with me. Fortunately, I guess because I grew up a a uh, Spurs fan, and that was back in uh, the the early '90s when the Admiral was playing for the San Antonio Spurs. So I got in on that bandwagon before Tim Duncan came along <laughs> and, yes. uh, and, and rode that dynasty for, you know, a good 20 years there. And then I've kind of, I've kind of quit watching after some, some things started happening in professional sports that uh, we won't get into on this, on this podcast necessarily, but I've kind of lost interest in the NBA. So I don't, I know a little bit of who's on what team and that, that sort of thing. I had no idea that the Kings had not been to the playoffs in 17 years. So I don't know if you know, was that like, was that, or was that still the Chris Weber, the Peja Stoyakovich days, or was that a little bit past those guys? Do you know? I think it was. I, I want to say it. Well, I, I'm pretty sure it was Stoyakovich and, and Weber that got him there like, last time. Uh, I know Weber. I know they were there like in the early 2000s. I don't. I didn't yeah. know if they were still there in 06. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And you know uh, I saw another crazy stat where they haven't even played a game on ABC since 2007. <laughs> wow! <laughs> no way! <laughs> That's insane. Well, in Sacramento, yeah. it's a small town market. You know, it's one of those that they have yeah. to be a very good team, or have a super, you know, superstar player for them to get any kind of national publicity. And it was like that back in the early two thousands when they were competing for championships, and that was the only reason you saw them is because they were, you know, an exciting team to watch. They had a lot of great players, and then they were very successful during those years too. Unfortunately, they got hosed by the NBA and the referees against the Lakers in that series. Oh yeah. I think it was in 2000, but uh, yeah, they kind of just, it just kind of fed into the conspiracy of, you know, the NBA doesn't like these small market teams. So yeah, I'm always, you, I'm always up for a good conspiracy theory. Did you, uh, have you heard the theory that like the NBA is scripted? Have you guys heard that? Yes. And I'm uh, 50, I would say like 60, 40 on believing it. Yeah, same. I, I saw yesterday, I was reading something, or maybe it was the day before, but I saw it said, does everybody else realize that the Toronto Raptors have to beat DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry to make the playoffs this year? Oh, and wow. I was like, it was like the NBA scripted. And I was like, yo, that's <laughs> crazy. I don't know if it's necessarily scripted, um, but I'm a, I'm a believer in the NFL too that, it may not be totally scripted, but they definitely have their preferences. And, like, oh, yeah. th there are certain teams, certain players that are going to get the benefit of the doubt 
a la Patrick Mahomes in the uh, the playoff game against the Bengals when they got uh, they got an extra third down. Uh, I was like, there's no way the NFL's letting Cincinnati win this game. Sure enough, they didn't. But yeah, I think the NBA and the whole Tim Donaghy thing uh, with the you know the cricket referee that went to federal prison for betting and rigging games uh, just kind of fed into that that uh, distrust with the with people like me, I guess, and uh, on how how much shenanigans we've got going on in professional sports. Cause anytime there's money involved, there's going to be some, some stuff going on. It seems like I, sure. I did have one question guys. I was having a conversation this week uh, with a guy that was just totally dead set against the, the, the um, concept of playoff series and basketball. And he made a good point because, you know, in baseball, that he he was saying that should be the only playoff that has a series because during the regular season you play a series against the same team but in in basketball you just play it you know you know during the regular season you're playing one game at a time against a different team every night but then when you get to the playoffs you're playing series so we all know that that's more than likely to make money and uh-huh. I can't fault the NBA for doing that but I just thought He's kind of got an interesting point there. What What do you guys think about? Would that be a better form of entertainment, having you know, kind of like a March Madness style NBA playoff where it's win or go home situation? Um, no. And the only reason I say no, I like, would it make for better entertainment? Absolutely, because every game is win or go home. I just don't think that you would get the legitimate champion like you do. Like, there's there's a essence of like absolute grit you have to have to like make it through a seven game series like to win four games against a specific opponent and like if you're able to do that what is it four times you have to win 16 games basically once you get to the playoffs you win 16 games if you can win 16 games then i believe that like i can truly sit back and say wow you guys were the best team in the nba this year in in like even in college basketball I think the reason they have to do the, the one game elimination is because they just don't have time to do a series or right. if they did. Cause like, I don't think like Kansas this year was ridiculous. They lost one game and they got knocked out. I don't think UConn was the best team in basketball in college basketball this year. I think they peaked at the right time and on a great stretch of runs. I think they were gifted some upsets and like it put them in position to, to, to win the championship. And that's great. But like, I don't think in a four game or, or like a five game or seven game series with Kansas, UConn comes out on top. You know what I'm saying? So I think in professional sports, it makes more sense, especially when you're talking about players legacies being on the line. And that's like such a huge thing, even for like their money after like retirement, you're going to make a whole lot more money as a three-time NBA champion than you would as a one-time NBA champion, in my opinion. And like, if you win the NBA title, three times after going through seven game series, that means a whole lot more for your legacy than it would if you were just able to win like one game. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are good points. And you know, I, I don't think it's going to be something that the NBA would ever do. And I was trying to think about it. I, I should have researched it, but I can't think of a time where the NBA didn't have playoff series. You know, I, that's probably been around since the beginning. Uh, Cause yeah. you've always, I've always, grown up I've even heard about things that happened before my time you know game six of this series you know the the Willis Reed coming back for the Knicks and playing injured and that was I think that was in the 70s so 
I'm, I'm sure it's been around forever. It's just, it was kind of like, I was kind of thinking, well, yeah, they don't really play series during the, the season. And so to have them in the playoffs was just kind of interesting. I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah. The only thing I would like to see is like a change up in the like length of the series. Cause I think mm-hmm. the first two rounds you could get away with having a five game series. I think it would create more, more first of all you wouldn't have as many games on the players and i think they're looking to cut back on games on the players anyways but also like those boring series like that people have to kind of agonize through like the one versus eight seed like those are sometimes just terrible and like i'd like there's no reason for them to play four games like they could just do it in three but like it's a money-making thing and i get it and i think they used to have five game series for the first two they did yep they did yeah, and that, that leads me to my next thought since you were talking about that was we've already got, you know, the one versus the eight. I think that upset has only happened twice in the history that I can think of. Uh, so do we really need to expand the playoffs and have now 10 teams trying to play their way in to get that eight seed? It's just like, okay, no. what's going on here? Is it, is it just strictly a money, money grab here by the NBA? Yeah, it's got to be from like a marketing right. point for those teams that like, are never great, you know, like those fans of yeah. teams that are just kind of mid every year. It yeah. keeps those fans interested and excited because they like, hey, we made the playoffs, we got a shot at something, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And granted, it's never an end well for them, but it keeps those fans intrigued longer and invest yeah. more people into the NBA. And it does the thing that we were just talking about, which is creating play winner go home games, right? Even though it's the like four most mid teams in basketball that year, or the eight most like mediocre average like that's straight middle of the pack seven through ten is straight middle of your conference but you're talking about winner go home games like that's elevated people consider that playoff basketball and like dude i was we were watching the game last night the pelicans and the thunder game and man the atmosphere was incredible like the game was tight like every single one of these playing games this year have been tight they've been enjoyable to watch super entertaining and for like an nba fan like i love the play-in I know that, like, once those teams get to the playoffs, like, yeah, they probably won't do anything, except for maybe one team this year has a legitimate shot to do something in the playoffs. But, like, yeah, it's just fun to, like, see those win-or-go-home games, even though they're mid-teams. Yeah, uh, I I kind of agree with you guys. I don't don't see the point in having 10 teams vying for – or playing in the playoffs. Uh, But – for those small market teams where those fans don't get to see their teams compete for uh, actual games that mean something, uh, I can I can definitely see why the NBA is doing it. But well, I do think though, Josh, when you have eighty-two games in a regular season, if you if you cannot play eighty-two games and earn your way to a top seed, I'm like, okay, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. But, but yeah. on that note, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think last year the Warriors won their play-in game. No. Or was that the year before? The year before we played in a play-in game, and we lost two straight games. We lost to the Lakers, and the Lakers ended up getting knocked out by the Suns, yeah. and then we lost to the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies got knocked out. For some reason, out. I thought it was last year. But I guess like for teams like the Warriors to where like Clay Thompson that one season came back at the end of the season, and I think it was last year when he came back, right? Yeah. And we ended up winning the championship after he came back. Without that, had the Warriors' record been a little bit worse, to where they had to like see a playing game, I think Clay Thompson could have helped them win a playing game, 
get into this series and potentially still win the championship at the end yeah. um, because of injuries. I think that's like the only benefit to play in is just like if players or, are, that are injured come back late. I mean, an example for yeah. this year that I have is like the Lakers. Man, I'm I'm so serious. The Lakers look so scary with like Anthony Davis healthy. The problem is like the beginning of their season was terrible. They had no chemistry. Their team was not built correctly to play around LeBron and AD, but they literally went out and traded. They made a huge push at the end of the season. And, like, the other thing about the play-in this year especially is, like, the teams that made the play-in, that like, the 7 and 8 seed, there was literally, like, a three-game difference between the 8 seed and the 4 seed in the Western Conference. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like it's not that those teams are even bad. And I think that they, it's, it's only right that they get, they have to play for their spot, you know, at least this year, it won't always be like that. And I know that, but. Yeah. yeah I, I, I agree with you there. And I'm, I'm glad y'all brought up the Lakers. Cause I did want to say, um, I think we can all band together. We might disagree on other things like, you know, what teams <laughs> y'all are fans of. <laughs> but I think we can all band together and say LeBron is is not – we don't like that guy. No, but you know who I don't like more than I don't like LeBron? I know who you're going to say. Here's a, here's a hot take. Uh, John Morant. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. That so I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how much you know about, like, the Warriors and the Grizzlies beef, but there's a lot. Um, but also, I want to read you a quote. All right, because I was really excited to talk about this Grizzlies-Lakers series. I did a little bit of research, all right, and I saw this the other day, and I was like, man, the Grizzlies have a great team. They really do. I'm not going to lie. They have the guard play. They have a big man. They got defenders. They got people who can shoot the three. But you know what they also have? A man who just can't shut his mouth. Dylan Brooks be talking too much, man. Yeah. You know, this is what he said. This is what he said, all right? He said, I wouldn't mind playing LeBron in a seven-game series. The legacy is there. First time back in the playoffs. Knock him out right away. They'll test us good. Yeah. Brother. Hey, you you got to be confident, guys. No, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> you tiptoe when you're talking about LeBron in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's, that's, my, that's my opinion. The last time the Grizzlies played the Lakers, Dylan Brooks held LeBron to 8 of 21 on shooting. LeBron put up 23 and Dylan Brooks had a whole lot to say after the game. He said, I was pushing him left the whole game. And, like, he was very proud of himself. And I would say, like, holding LeBron at 23 points, I guess you did okay. Yeah. You know? But at the end of the day, he's still LeBron James. And I think you made a good point with AD being healthy. I think there's going to be a lot of attention to defend LeBron. And I think that's going to give AD a ton of opportunity to go crazy. Um, and if AD plays well, I think they win that series. Yeah, I mean – D'Angelo Russell is the perfect guard for this team. They they made a great trade getting rid of Westbrook and bringing in D'Lo. Like, he's such a smart player. Not that Westbrook isn't, but, like, D'Angelo Russell is a little bit more of a threat outside the yeah. arc. Um, and, and he's just very smart. He's very good at – LeBron at just knows how to, like, flip this switch, too. I can't remember who we were watching them play. It's probably a month or two ago now. But they were down, like, 17 or 20 – and LeBron just walked up the court, hit a three, walked up the court, dunk, walked up the court, hit a three, and, like, literally walked them all the way back into this game to where it was just, like, two or three-point difference. And so, like, LeBron is, as much as I dislike him, 
as a person. He's such a great basketball player that, like, I just don't think okay, we can that's count him out. Okay, that's Lakers talk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think... LeBron's annoying, but he is good at basketball. <laughs> I'll be very interested to That'll see. That'll be a good series. That'll be a great I think it's going to be a really close series. If, if, if the Lakers can stay healthy for yeah. that entire series. I think they win that one. I don't I don't think they win it, but they at least make it in. I think it goes to seven. Yeah, Anybody I, could win it. I don't right. even want to predict who's going to win it. That's going to be a very good series. It's going to be a phenomenal series to watch. That'll tell I, I, you if the Grizzlies are real or not. I hope the Grizzlies win. I, I don't, I don't know enough to uh, predict a winner there, but I really, really want the Grizzlies to win. Josh, I will be shocked if the NBA allows that to happen. Yeah. 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 I've already um, seen it. Everybody thinks the Lakers are winning the fl- the finals, and I'm like, man, here we go. Yeah. Uh. So. I, I there's two more series in the Western Conference. I'll let I mean y'all can talk about those if you want to. Uh I don't have anything to say on those really. But Josh, uh, what if what if we just got their prediction on Western Conference champions here? Yeah, who 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 do y'all like to win the Western Conference? Or or, or maybe like, you know, if it's if it's not this team, I see it to be this team. It doesn't ha- you can give us a couple that you could see you know, yeah. get into the finals. If I had if I had to pick two, uh, obviously I'm just going to pick the Warriors. I have a lot of faith in them. Uh, they're veterans, and I'm a fan, so I feel like I have to. Um, I'm with that. After that, I think the Suns have a really good chance. Kevin Durant in the playoffs is a different different animal. Yeah. So I'm very interested. And he actually to see, has, like, players on I his mean, team. I mean, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker, like, and DeAndre Aiden. Uh, yeah, and DeAndre Aiden. Like, I think the Suns have a really good chance as well. And didn't they make it to the finals a couple years back? Yeah, like two years ago. And they lost it. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, so they've been there without Kevin Durant. I think they can get back. Yeah. So those are my two that I think. The okay. only other team that, like, I really see I, – I agree with both of those. Like, obviously, as a Warriors fan, like, I believe all day long in Steph, Clay, Dre – Jordan Poole, like, I believe in those guys. So, like, I will predict them getting to the Western Conference Finals. Um, and the Suns, again, like, it's Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Like, yeah. there's just – I'm not picking against them ever. Like, that – I mean, I think they're, like, 9-0 and with Kevin Durant on the floor, and that tells me pretty much all I need to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I see the Nuggets. And, and, yeah, you can't and sleep on them. It's weird that the, that the one seed is such a sleeper pick for the Western Conference Finals. But, like, dude, Nikola Jokic is, is that guy. Jamal Murray's back. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. Like, that team is deep. Bruce Brown has been incredible for the Nuggets this year. Like, they have a legitimate squad. Um, and I'll be very interested, like, to see how the playoffs shake up. And, like, like the one seeds in both, in both conferences, to me, are just, like, automatically – there's a very good chance of them getting there. I mean, yeah. They're both just massive men on their teams. Giannis and Jokic. I just don't know how you stop that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that that home court advantage seems to seems to really make a difference. Yeah. For in sure. the NBA as well. Um I'm if I'm picking somebody out of the West, I would probably it's so hard to pick against the Warriors. I probably lean Suns as well, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
if I had to say who like I truly, truly in my heart believed was coming out of the West, I, I'd have to say the Suns, unfortunately. Yeah, but I'm still rooting for the Warriors, though. Okay. All right, Derek, anything to add there? No, I'm in, I'm going to go ahead and take the Mavs out of the Western Conference. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks>. Okay, good. <laughs> no, I, I saw that they they uh, they completely tanked that, that last game to try to get – to try to make it out. What, what was going on with that? You, you never know what Cuban's going to going to be. Ethan was saying before. something about, like, them getting, like, top ten picks or so something. They have a, so they get better picks that way. Yeah. They they traded away a a top ten protected draft pick, um, which means like if it falls in the top ten, I believe that the Mavericks get to hold on to it. And so uh, the team that they traded that had that pick was the Bulls, or had a better chance of getting a top ten pick. Bulls, and so they lost a game to the Bulls on the like last day of regular season, so that they could have a better chance of getting that. Top that, 10 that, draft that is some shadiness going on right well, now. Yeah, it's under yeah. investigation. Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. I saw that. I have a fun fact about that that makes it even worse. Uh-oh. Y'all know Luca's native country? Slovenia? Yes, Slovenia. It was Slovenia night at American Airlines Center that night. And they sat Luca. Which That's awful. I mean, that's just rude. Well, he played I mean, for the first twelve minutes. Well, that's so dumb. That's so dumb. Josh, it was it was one night for Slovenia, but every other night is for Cuba. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I got you. Oh yeah, every night is Cuban. <laughs> yep, a hundred percent. So, uh, anyways, uh, that's that's all we got from the Western Conference. We'll get to. Uh, the Eastern Conference in just a minute. We're going to take a little break here to uh, to do something a little bit fun uh, that we have planned for y'all. Uh, I we were trying to come up with a little gimmick to to have with Connor Connor and Ethan on the podcast, and a little fun fact about Connor and Ethan: those of you that have never seen these guys. Uh, redheaded. So yes, I thought, I thought, what better way to honor them than for each of us to put together a Mount Rushmore of gingers? And bef- is that do y'all consider ginger a slur? Before I, uh, it's a little bit we uh, accept it. racially like, we accept it, but like it's fine, it'll be okay. Is it something that only y'all can say? Or you have the ginger pass, is what I'm saying. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Hey, just be sure you enunciate. After you guys hear my my Mount Rushmore of redheads, you're gonna be on. You you should be honored to be in the same same company as these these fine individual this individuals that I've got on my Mount Rushmore. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna I'm be not great. Gonna lie. All right. So really the excited. way we're gonna do this is we'll. Connor and Ethan, y'all have a list that y'all came up together. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So we'll let y'all go first. And I would just want y'all to reveal one person. And then we'll each reveal uh, who we have on ours one at a time. So, But it is not a draft. You can select somebody. 
yeah, you can select somebody that's already been on okay. mine or Derek's. So. Okay, perfect. Good. Do we need to rank them like in order of of pick for us, like uh, order and importance? I, no, I I put mine in uh in a, by age. Oh, okay. Well, we won't but not in the order. We'll I just mean, give you our. Yeah, yeah. You can do however however you want to. Yeah. I mean, I can do mine by age. The first one's really easy. Um, this is definitely the oldest ginger I have on my Mount Rushmore of gingers. But uh, I'm going with George Washington. I think he's on the legitimate Mount Rushmore. If I correct yeah, me if I'm yeah, wrong. I think so. But you know, I, George Washington, the first president of the United States. You always see pictures of him with that like white curly headed thing on. You I never, mean, yeah, he was old. <laughs> never get to see gingers. Him. Gingers get ginger white pictures. hair, not gray hair. Did you know that? <laughs> I did it's not. A fun know fact. That. Yeah, I fun did fact. not know that. Yeah, we get white hair instead of gray hair. Okay, we're like well, salt that's... and pepper. Yeah, it's like <laughs> good gray to know. So uh, George Washington, from, though, you'll go from being a ginger to a cottonhead. Right, right. <laughs> we'll still get sunburned. Which sounds way worse <laughs> than ginger. <laughs> cottonhead does sound really bad. <laughs> um, okay, so y'all go with George Washington, Derek. Who you got? So, so George was on my list as well, but he was like the fifth or sixth. He was the first man out on my, on my Mount Rushmore of, of redheads. Respectfully. Respectfully, with all due respect, uh, founding father of our nation. I've got one here that I felt like was just a little more deserving. Um, this man, um, over the course of eight years, he arrested uh, 200 plus criminals in the great state of Texas. And I'm going with Walker, Texas Ranger, Chuck Norris. Hey, that is such a I good one. I forgot that he was a ginger. Yes, Chuck Norris. I, I just yes, never pay he, attention to it. He he was a black, he is a black belt in three different martial arts. Uh, and then probably his most famous claim to fame could be in the last 15 years. He's become like a uh, internet legend with all the the memes and the the truck norris jokes and all that i don't know if you guys are aware of it might have been a little bit before your time but what's your what's your best chuck norris joke (sighs) so the one that uh, that immediately came to my mind was the and this wasn't even i don't even know if it was a joke but i think it was an actual headline that some some town, and I don't even know if it, this was in the United States or, or another country, because Chuck Norris is a man for all nations. Um, but they were trying to rename a bridge, uh, the Chuck Norris Bridge. And then the, the punchline was, but they couldn't name it that because nobody crosses Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so that was, that was an actual headline that they were trying to get the bridge named Chuck Norris. But That's hilarious. Yeah. I read uh, I read somewhere and they were like Chuck Norris uh, died today, but Death was too afraid to tell him. And I was like, man, <laughs> that's so good. Chuck is awesome. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's a great ginger man. Yes, thank you. He he's my oldest, and Chuck Norris is 80, 81 years old or something like that. I mean, really? And nobody's that. gonna mess with that dude, even at eighty-one years old. No, absolutely not. Nobody's messing with Chuck. Okay, so. Um, I'm up next. Yeah, beat George Washington and Chuck Norris, Josh. I dare you. (laughs) I've got. Well, I actually had Chuck Norris as my as my pick as well. But I do want to clarify something, Connor and Ethan. Um, I y'all were not eligible to go on a Mount Rushmore. (laughs) 
That's or y'all, that's y'all, y'all definitely would have been on there. But uh, that's sweet, Josh. Yeah, very yeah. sweet. I went Super with uh, you to say that. <laughs> I went with Chuck Norris as my first pick as well. So, uh, like Derek was saying, he's when I mean when when you think man, he is the man. He's the man. So, hey, there there was another one guys that i saw today it was uh i had not heard it before but it was like did you know that there's never been a hurricane chuck because it would destroy everything <laughs> well thank god there's never been a hurricane chuck <laughs> <laughs> we'll do enough already <laughs> Katr- katrina was bad enough yeah that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah all right connor and ethan y'all go ahead with your second so second this one yep. like a like barely makes the cut just because it's he's a kinda you know kind of ginger but Will Ferrell yeah mm. yeah he's like kind of ginger he's kind of ginger and so we're just gonna let him make the cut today because he's hilarious yeah I mean if you've never seen Elf go watch it you know what I mean like I mean he could have made the cut just for that movie alone I think if he never made another movie I'd still have Will Ferrell on my Mount Rushmore just no. for Elf. Y'all, y'all have home field advantage here, so I won't dispute this too much. But I think calling him a ginger is a bit of a stretch. You think so? That was Ethan's pick. To be fair, I was just reading. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Threw him under the bus. So I did. I'm gonna be honest. I googled uh, <laughs> famous gingers. Man, they were all females. Not in like, not in like a sexist way, but like I was just like, man. Like where's the redheaded dudes at? <laughs> and and just, so uh, you resorted you resorted to putting a man a non gender man on well, the more rather than putting a woman. Well, it's not like <laughs> we'll get there, Josh. Hold on. Listen, listen. It's just you you'll understand. Our one seed is a female. Yeah. yeah to I feel like she better be on everybody's list. Yeah, if she's not, I'm actually coming for a couple of you. So <laughs> Will Ferrell makes the cut, all right? As a as a representative of the board of gingers, as two representatives, Connor and I are both on the board. I think we get some to allow him. I understand into why the Ethan clan. made that pick. Ethan is like barely ginger still. Nah, it's cat man. It's, it's gotten pretty dark. Dude, do I get sunburned when I sit in the the lights in this closet too long? Yes. Do I have to put sunscreen on to go like watch TV? Yes. I'm a ginger, bro. Fair point. Oh, but you can't argue with that. No, you really can't. Ginger is more about just your more than just about your hair color. It's like a it's like a skin pigmentation issue as well. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It was never just a phase, mom. <laughs> All right, Derek, you go ahead with your second. Well, if they're going Will Ferrell with their second pick, I'm going Elvis Presley with my second pick, Josh. Oh my. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, my second pick, and since this is an NBA podcast, I'm going to give a shout-out to one of the most famous red-headed basketball players and greatest of all time, Mr. Bill Walton. Wow. Bill Walton. Greatest of all time? One of the greatest of oh, all okay, time. Okay, sure, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll now, here, here's the deal. Bill Walton won three consecutive National Player of the Year awards in college, playing for UCLA. He was part of the longest – winning streak in the history of of the game 88 88 wins i believe it was he was a two-time nba champion he was the nba finals mvp and then uh 
some of the greatest entertainment that I've had since I knew who Bill Walton was because he played before my time was as a broadcaster. If you guys oh, have yeah. ever listened to a game of Bill Walton, now I could not listen to more than one game of Bill Walton at a time. Like you got to take him in small doses, probably like yes. this podcast with Josh and myself. But Bill Walton is he's he talks about nothing. I mean, he talks about everything other than the the game that's going on in front of him. But it is high-quality entertainment, and uh, if you want to not learn anything about the game of basketball, listen to a Bill, Bill Walton broadcast. But he is, he is pretty entertaining on that, so i got to give him a shout-out there. And Bill Walton, I'm sticking with it, is, yes, he, I think he was listed as one of the top 100 NBA players at one time. I could be wrong on that one. Potentially. But. I mean, I think he's just a hilarious broadcaster. I didn't even realize he was a redhead, but I love that he was. <laughs> and yeah, that's a great pick. Not gonna lie. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, Bill Walton is a good pick there. Um, for my for my next pick, I hope this doesn't trigger Connor and Ethan too bad or make me sound like too much of a feminist because I'm going with a female here. Um, I'm gonna go with Lucille Ball. Mm. I so, love Lucille. Yeah. We're gonna go with a spoiler here. Yeah, our spoiler. one seed is a, is yeah. Lucille Ball. I mean. If you know anything about Connor and I, um, we have seen every episode of I Love Lucy like, at least five. Realistically times. speaking, probably four to five times. Every single episode. Wow. Like, we would, that's like a show that, like, if I need to fall asleep immediately, I turn that on. Yep. Like, and we've brother. watched, like, every documentary we could find with Desi and Lucille Ball. Yeah. She is wow. the greatest ginger of all time. And it's not actually close, other than me. No, other than other than you and I, yeah, right, and our dad so, kind of like had a big part in our lives. So there were definitely Lucille Ball was definitely on my list. She's not on my Rushmore though, guys, and I want you to hear me out on this because you can have some explaining. Okay, I've, I'm I'm I will do my best. Um, I, I there's definitely people that were probably more influential than the four that I put on my Rushmore. But I went with the four that I had like some kind of, you know, personal or childhood connection to, not personally with that person, you know, but like the one that I got the most entertainment or enjoyment from. And I just didn't, she even, I mean, Lucille Ball, that kind of surprises me because you guys are way younger than I am. But I remember watching a few of those episodes, but I never, I never like got into it really too much. So, Yes, I know she's a great comedian, great actress, and, and all that, but I just never had that real connection there with, with that. So I respect it, yeah. but I'm still Yeah, I can respect it. I appreciate so, that. I'm, but, I'm but surprised she, by she, that. She definitely needs to be on somebody's Rushmore here. Yeah, she's yeah. on two, apparently. So There we go. Good call. Three. Good call. Yeah. Uh, Derek, all that said, you can go ahead and reveal your third. My number three um, is one of the greatest singers of all time, and that's been documented by several media sources. Uh, But I'm going with the lead singer of Guns N' Roses, Mr. Axl Rose. Oh, wow. Yes. I'm going to be so straight up honest with you right now. I have no (laughs) idea who that is. (laughs) Wow. No. (laughs) No. Okay. Okay. like, so you guys don't know Welcome to the Jungle. You've never heard that song? No. No. You've never heard Sweet Child of Mine? Okay, I've heard Sweet Child okay, of I Mine. Okay, I think I've heard that song, yeah. 
Okay, yes. Josh. Who, Wait, who, sing who "Sweet Child these? of Mine," Connor. I don't, I'm not singing it right <laughs> now. No, I want to know if you're thinking of the same song I'm thinking of. Because I'm not singing it. Now that I'm thinking about it, it I might not have ever heard it. I know I've heard it. Josh, sing "Sweet Child of Mine." Oh, whoa, whoa, sweet child of mine. Yes, bro, you've heard. I've that heard song. that. Yes. I do not remember that song. <laughs> I, but I appreciate that you singing. That's exactly how he sounds. <laughs> oh, 100. percent Now, Axel Rose, his voice is very unique. His voice is definitely very unique. He has, I think he's, he's still, I don't know if they're making music or not, but you know, he's, he started the band basically, I think it was like 1985 and he's had a good run. He's had a good run over the last 35 years or so. So he Axel Rose is like 60 something years old, Josh. But, um, my connection to Axel Rose was actually Josh's dad. When we were kids and we would come down to Texas, he would drive us around in his Jeep and he would just be cranking on that cassette tape. I mean, blaring out Axel Rose. We would just be cruising down thinking we were the coolest kids, you know, in the state, just listening to Guns N' Roses because our parents sure didn't allow us to listen to that music. But Josh's dad was, he, he was our funkle. So he, right. he allowed that. Yep. All right, that that's a great pick. It'll make my dad proud for sure. Um, for my next pick, I thought, you know, the Mount Rushmore is a, a, a great American monument. So I wanted somebody who's going to represent America well, uh, athletically, that is. I don't know uh, personal life that much, but uh, I'm going to go with Sean White. Okay. I, I want some gold medals on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Uh, yeah, I didn't even he, think about Sean White. I thought about Sean White, Josh. I did. I did write him down as a potential. Yeah, I, I, I think wanted, Connor knows who yeah, Sean White is. I don't know who Sean White is. Oh my goodness, guys! <laughs> and you call yourself right Gingers? Hey, I I knew who Sean White is. Oh, that man. Yeah, the snowboarder, hey, jo- dude. Josh, he is very ginger. Need, Josh, I think you need to do some some different type of training on the on the job training with these guys if they don't know who Axel Rose is and Sean White is. We we need some different type of training on the job there at the Chick Fil A. Yeah. You really have to invest in Connor, Josh. Honestly, I know, <laughs> I know. I've, I've, we've got to we've got to uh, develop him a little better. Apparently, yeah. so. sorry. I've been actually working. You only work 11 to 1. You have more time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Full circle moment. You guys. <laughs> just saying. I'm working be the my first whole and last, This will be the first and last guest episode we have of people that work with me. Hey, See, I, I feel bad because we're, like, not canceling your podcast. We're just, like, canceling Josh's life. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. I'm going to get to work tomorrow, and people are going to be like, we need to talk about your performance. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Josh threw, me under, Josh threw me under the bus real quick with my job, like podcast episode one. So, man, <laughs> I, I don't tough. have any sympathy for him. Sorry. That's tough, man. All right, Connor and Ethan, your last person to go on so, your Mount Rushmore. Oh, man, I'm actually excited about this. So I have no idea who this is. I, too, had to pick an athlete to represent us as a ginger nation. Um, and I honestly could not have thought or chosen a better representative for ginger athletes than the man, the myth, the legend. We know him as the White Mamba, Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> the White Mamba. 
the white mamba man i, I don't think you could have chosen a better athletic representation of the ginger nation than than brian scalabrini uh he's one of the most legendary bench players in nba history um oh man they had an interview with him and it's still the most legendary like interview clip i've ever seen he was like man I'm going to lie to my children about this ring because he got a championship ring, right, with the Boston Celtics. He literally paid, like, a minute. He was like, man, today, yeah, like, I played two minutes in the NBA Finals. He said, but, you know, in five years from now, it's going to be like, well, I played the full whole fourth quarter. And then, you know, ten years from then, it's going to be like, oh, like, I played I, – I, I was the sixth man off the bench. Ten years from then, I started. T- ten years from then, like, I was the Finals MVP. You know what I'm saying? So he's like – I'm just going to keep lying and like, I don't even feel bad about it. Like I'm an NBA championship champion. And there's nothing you can do about it. And I was like, man, that dude is a legend. Um, love that man. He used to tell people like fans, like I'm closer to Kobe than you are to me. And that is just, that is just one of the most savage things I've ever heard an NBA player say. And I couldn't, I couldn't be more proud of the fact that he's a ginger. So Ethan definitely chose somebody reflective of his character. Wow, that was wow. that was rude, Connor. But like, Same. yes, honestly, dishonest. Okay, well, I'm not dishonest, guys. I'm not a jerk either, Connor. Why are you canceling me, bro? Hey, it's getting late. Sorry, it's getting the canceling mood. <laughs> Connor's getting moody. <laughs> Sorry, I did. I did not see that one coming. Yeah, I had right. to throw a curveball in there. We 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 got a a bench an NBA bench player on the Mount Rushmore of gingers. <laughs> hey, Brian Scalabrini deserves all his flowers, man. <laughs> all right, Derek, it's up, it's up to you now. Okay, I have got quite possibly the best for last year. I've got a an athlete as well, a seven time champion. Josh, you know where I'm going with this? Uh, I can't say I do. Okay. Uh, this this man is uh, from from Death Valley, but he actually grew up in Texas. I'm going with the Undertaker from the WWE <laughs> slash WWF. I did not know he was a ginger. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, if you see him, if you saw him in his younger younger years which i actually did back in like 1990 i I think yeah he came into the wwf in 1990 but before that he was in the wcw and he wrestled as mean mark calloway and he had i mean total red hair total 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 as you guys call ginger and um then i think you know over the years he he's dyed it occasionally black but the undertaker probably I don't know if he's the greatest wrestler of all time. One of for sure. And he has been with the WWE for 30 years. Uh, He just retired a couple years ago officially, but I think he still makes appearances every now and then. So I thought the undertaker, when that guy came out, uh, Ethan and Connor, do you guys watch wrestling at all? Or did you watch wrestling? No, We've never had like those channels. Well, no, I think it was just like, like I'd watch UFC, but I don't think I'd watch WWE. Yeah, but WWE is more like, Scripted. Scripted. Don't tell, oh, don't tell sure. the kids. Yeah. Don't tell no, no, the kids. No, for but sure. Yeah. So when The Undertaker, um, when he debuted, I was 11 years old in the WWF. And um, he came out and, you know, b- back then they wait, were big. Wait, 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 w
What year was that? 1990. Dang, you were 11 in 1990? Yes. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Of course, not that bad. (laughs) Anyways, continue. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Okay, no, no. So the WWF was big on every wrestler had to have like a gimmick. And like right. they would bring out, you know, this guy that was a, a, a trash trash truck driver. And they would bring out a guy that was an IRS, you know, agent collector thing. <laughs> so they, they had this genius idea to bring out the Undertaker, Mark Calloway. They brought him out as the Undertaker and he was dressed in, you know, all black. And he had these purple gloves on and he had the hat on and the tie. And he just moved around real slow and everybody was in awe of him. And then, you know, he's six foot 10, six foot 11, big dude. He played college basketball, I believe. And uh, when he would beat his opponents when he first came out, he would he would bring the body bag to the ring and put the guys in the body bag and zip it up. What? That's cold. That and is he, cold. He and he had a manager now. His manager was like, they would, they would paint the white, uh, the white makeup on his face. So he was real pale. And he had black hair, and he he would he would dress like a like a mortician, basically. Y'all y'all want to guess his name? I don't even know what to guess. Yeah, his his name was Paul Bearer. Nah, that's fire. <laughs> <laughs> and so Paul, he would carry around the urn, and you know the under. I mean, thirty years of this, the Undertaker has been going on, going strong. So he is my. I don't know if he's if I don't know if he beats out Chuck Norris, but for me personally, he's my number one ginger of all time. Undertaker's going up on my Mount Rushmore. That's a phenomenal pick. Thank you. Yeah, that's a great pick. I didn't even know he was a ginger, so great research by you there. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> um I, I went back and forth on my last pick. Uh it's gonna kind of be anticlimactic because he's already been mentioned. But you gotta have George Washington, I think the the founding father of Josh, America. Josh, that is very anticlimactic because you could have just said it back when the guys said it that they. Well, but you followed it up with Chuck Norris, so I had to. I, I <laughs> yeah. went to Chuck Norris. He did have to take a break there. All right, yeah. true, true. Sorry. No, Sorry. that's okay, Josh. George Washington, it's a it's a great pick, but and I didn't we... I didn't know that he was redheaded until I started researching this either. Yeah, I didn't either. I just, yep. uh, anyways, uh, you got to have him on the on on your Rushmore, I think. So, uh, I will I will make note of these Rushmores, and I will put a poll up to see who the people, the audience, who they think had the best Mount Rushmore of gingers. So, Perfect, it's phenomenal. And uh, whoever wins. Gets n- nothing but uh, <laughs> bragging rights, and that's always acceptable. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, so now that we've wrapped that up, we will move on to the Eastern Conference. If there's a series that you guys want to talk about uh, in depth, we can do that, and then after that, we'll just give. Who we who we think will represent the Eastern Conference after, or uh, who will represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals? Um, do you guys have a series that you guys are like looking at, saying, mm, "There's like big potential there for an upset"? 
first round in the East, I don't have any circled really. Really? Because I have one, but it's such like it's such a hot take. I think, and and let let me explain. All right, so I think the Sixers Nets series is gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, okay. that's the only series that I see. I mean, all the rest of these, I'm not really familiar with the East. I'm much more interested in the West. But I think the Sixers-Nets, their biggest thing is going to come down to, can the Nets guard Joel Embiid? And can the Sixers survive with Joel Embiid on the bench? I think it's just going to make a back-and-forth game of just, like, what can Joel Embiid do and what can they stop? That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing with the Sixers. Or the Nets, I mean, I'm excuse me. Um, the next, the Nets are just full of they. They have a team of just angry individuals. Am I wrong? I mean, you're talking about Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been bounced around the league like a freaking basketball. Okay, and then you got Michael Bridges. Michael Bridges got traded from the Suns, and he was literally like he played. He has played every single game in his NBA career. The most consistent player. I mean, I know they got Kevin Durant, but like. He definitely felt like he got done dirty, um, and he has been phenomenal since he got traded to the Nets. I see the Nets like legitimately, legitimately pushing the Sixers to their absolute limit. And if there's one thing we can count on, it's Joel Embiid and James Harden absolutely choking in the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. Like, so I don't know. I'm not saying the Nets are going to win the series, but I am saying that there's potential for it to be interesting. Okay. All right. So, um, I would. I, I just. Th- I'm still shocked that the Nets made the playoffs and the Mavs didn't. Considering yeah, everybody, I mean, everybody I'm not gonna thought lie. the Mavs won that trade. Josh, do you remember when we talked about that trade? Yes. Do you remember what I told you? I told you. you said, Nobody on the Mavs was going to play defense, I think, is what you said. That is exactly what I said. And and correct me if I'm wrong. They were they were phenomenal on the offensive side of the ball. But that defense was atrocious. Yes. And they could not win a game. And like yeah, yeah that's what I see from from the Mavs. Like they traded away every piece of defense and like they made Luca feel like he wasn't enough on his own, and like I feel like that really messed with his ego. He's a very like prideful person. I felt like, or I still feel like, he's a very he's very much like prideful and like he wanted to do it by himself. A little bit of him inside, at least. There's a reason he never asked for help, and like they brought Kyrie in as like a savior, and I think that really uh really messed Luca up because if you see like the stats, like he definitely didn't uh, play better once Kyrie got there. so No. No, he did not. Uh, Derek, anything to add there? I'm going to be honest, Josh. I've not even seen the playoff bracket. Are the Bucks the one seed in the East? Yes. yes. And then I, I'm a huge – I wouldn't say huge because I don't watch the NBA that much anymore. But from what I've seen, I really love Giannis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And – I like what I've seen from him off the court, just kind of how he approaches things. I've seen a couple of quotes and how he handles kind of the media and some of the stuff that he said. I feel like he's got 
you know, as much of a superstar, as much as a superstar can be with a good head on their shoulders. I feel like Giannis has got that. And from, from the times that I have seen him play, he's just, can anybody stop him at all? Mm. I mean, how no. do you stop somebody like that? They've, uh, they've legitimately like game plan defenses specifically for Giannis. And, yeah. um, it's called, they call it, um, making him see a wall, which basically means you have three defenders lined up sh- like arm to arm. The, the like paint. So like where that free throw line box is like just lined up across the paint, you put three defenders and they literally almost have to lock arms and just like hope and pray that Giannis doesn't jump over somebody. <laughs> and even then that man is scoring 30 points a game. He is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a yeah. big fan of his. Plus, I want to say, is there a – are the Bucks coach – or is he from – is it is it still the guy that used to be with the Hawks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike Budenholzer. Budenholzer. Yeah, he's he's old Spurs, so got to give a shout-out to the to the Spurs there. Yeah, he's phenomenal. I, I mean, yeah. they won a championship with him as their head coach. Yep. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton's still on the team. They have Joe Ingles, which he's a sniper. Um you know, Grayson Allen has been great for the Bucks. Uh, they're they're a very good team. Come now, do they still ha- do they still have former Razorback Bobby Portis? I think he was yes, six so. man of the year one year. Yeah, they yeah. still have him. And okay. Talking about your respect for Giannis, Derek, just the the way he stayed in that small market, delivered a championship there, and uh, you know they were able to build. Credit to them for building the team around him, but. I, that's something that I can respect in today's NBA where everybody's joining super teams. Uh, yeah. Giannis stayed in Milwaukee and they put, they put a team around him. Yeah. But, uh, I have respect for players that are, are loyal to the organization. I 100% agree with that. Um, and I mean, there's, there's no other series I, I, that really jumps out at me on in the East. Uh, do y'all have maybe a, a dark horse that you like that you think could come out of the East? Or I don't think it's going to make a dark horse, but a series I'm like looking forward to watching is the Knicks-Cavs series. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a fun series to watch. I don't see either one of them really going very far. Right. Um, I mean, I think the Bucks, I think the Bucks are taking the East pretty easily. Yeah, it's it's. The I, Bucks I don't think like there's going to be anything crazy over there. Um, but the Knicks-Cavs, I'm just looking forward to watching. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, 100%. Who, who did you I'm... guys who did you guys say the Bucks or the who is the the favorites in the East? The Celtics. The Bucks oh, and the, the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they got Malcolm Brogdon coming off their bench. Correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they pick up Jay Crowder too? Or is that the Bucks? I can't remember. I thought it was the Celtics. Yeah, I think it was the Celtics. Anyways, they got a crazy deep bench. Um Robert Williams, Al Horford is phenomenal still, even though he's mad old. Like the Celtics are really good, um, but I think the Bucks have quite possibly the deepest team in the NBA. Um, I don't know. Either one of those teams could could take the East. I just don't see the Sixers. They're a piece short, in my opinion. It's yeah. Joel Embiid and James Harden, kind of sometimes. So. I think 
that that potential Celtics Bucks matchup in the Eastern Conference Finals will be a true toss up. I think that'll go seven games and just I think it'll be an amazing series. Yeah. Uh I do I, I like the Bucks out of the East. So yeah. it's a, it would be like that's gonna be a series to if if we get that, if we get that, which I'm hoping and praying we do, that's gonna be a treat to watch. Yeah. For I for agree. an NBA fan. Like just mm, love that. I agree with you. Um any anything else to add in, in the East? Um, nothing except that I am cheering for the Knicks to make it out of the first round. Um, I think the NBA is a little bit better whenever the Knicks are good. For I sure. just think that's a fact. Like the atmosphere, I don't, I don't know. It's just different. And Madison Square Garden always brings the energy. So like just having the Knicks in the playoffs a little bit longer than the first round would be fun. Um, so yeah, I, I'd like to see that, and I think they can do it. Jalen Brunson's been phenomenal this year. Julius Randle's still good, so yeah, that's the series that I'm looking forward to watching the first round at least, and hoping the Knicks get out. So, okay, uh, Derek, any questions? Anything to add? No, I guess Josh. Do we want to go? Who is who's taking home the title this year? Do we want to do that now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, guys, what do you think? I mean, you you can obviously give your your heart pick with the with the Warriors, but if you also want to give a head pick, like, you know, who do you actually think is going to win? And it could be the same team. It could be the Warriors. But who do you guys think is uh, is going to win it all? Man, that's tough. Obviously, yeah, like you said, heart pick is the Warriors. I think that, I don't know. I want to say, like, the Suns or the Bucks. I really, I really see one of them. Um, obviously, the Nuggets. It just depends on. But I've got a lot of faith in the Suns or the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm, I'm agreeing, pretty much 100% with Connor. Is like, my heart says the Golden State Warriors because, man, I'd love to see them go back to back. I'd love everybody to stop talking about the fact that oh, Steph Curry might be top ten. No, nah, bro. Steph Curry is a top ten player of all time, and he, if he wins this year, if he could win this year, I think that would just solidify his place in the top ten basketball players of all time. He's ridiculous. I love him as a as a fan. Like my heart says, the Golden State Warriors are winning the championship this year, and nobody can stop us. But like realistically speaking, I I don't think there's a single person that isn't looking at these rosters and picking the Suns and the Bucks to be in the NBA Finals. Like, it's going to be the Suns or the Bucks. I truly believe that. I'm praying. I'm hoping. You know, I'm wishing on every shooting star I can possibly find that it's the Golden State Warriors. But, um, and I, I, I personally like the Bucks over the Suns. I think they just have more experience together as a team. And, like, that comes in, su- that's a super valuable component. Like, but the Suns have a phenomenal team on paper. It's just whether or not they can, like, put together enough good games down the stretch against phenomenal basketball teams when like Kevin Durant's only played nine games with them. They've won every single one of them, but they've only played nine, nine games together. So I like the Bucks to win it all. Okay. Uh, Connor, you said the Suns or the Bucks. Can you pick one between those two? Um, I'm going to go with the Suns. Wow. The Suns, uh, okay. Their only issue, obviously, going to be Giannis. But if they can figure out a way to slow down Giannis and outscore him, like 
and just play better offense, I think the Suns got it. I, I'm a big Kevin Durant fan. I like Kevin Durant a lot. Always been a big Chris Paul fan. Devin Booker is always really solid player. I think the three of them together, I think they've got a good shot at it. So I'd give Suns. Okay. Uh, Derek, do you have a preference? I don't know. Like you said, you're you're not really watching much NBA these days, but no, I do I do like certain players though. So I already talked about Giannis. I like him. I like Bobby Portis, and I guess they are kind of a favorite. So if they if they were to win another one, I wouldn't be upset. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out. This is going to be uh, a team that has zero chance of winning the NBA championship, but the Thunder did win their play-in game, didn't they, the other night? They did. Yes. They've got two former Razorbacks on their team, and they're both playing pretty well for them. So Jalen Williams and uh, Isaiah Joe are both playing for the Thunder, and so I'd like to I'd like to see them do do fairly well. If not the team, at least those guys have a have a good playoff experience, and uh, maybe they can build build something back there in OKC. Uh, beyond that, Josh, I I don't know. Do we have any? Do we have any other race? Oh yeah. Oh Moses Moody. Moses Moody for the Warriors. Yeah. 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 I'd like to see Mo- is Moses is he he's he's done a decent job this year, hasn't he? I mean, he's he's a nice little spark off the bench every once in a while. He hasn't got yes, the minutes yeah. that like I would have liked. I think it's because his turnovers. Um, okay. But like towards the end of the season, he really started to be a nice little component off the bench in terms of like energy and defense, getting yeah. a lot of offensive rebounds, real scrappy. And so he's been great. I, I love well, Moses Moody personally as a fan. I will tell you, you know, he only played for for the Razorbacks one year, but he he came in and pretty much every everybody knew he was a one and done. But you never saw that attitude on the court from him, like that ego. He was just a hard worker. He was a grinder from the beginning. Yeah, he never acted entitled at all. He was just a great teammate. There were times where I was like, kind of selfishly hoping, okay, Moses, time for you to take over, like go win but he would kind of defer to the to the older the upperclassmen a little bit but i'm a big moses moody fan so if he's not getting the minutes i'm blaming steve kerr because i'm not a steve kerr fan so i'm just gonna i blame their super deep guard play i mean you got (laughs) steph clay jordan Poole, and dante divincenzo um all ahead of him so like I, i think moses moody is going to be a phenomenal nba player i just I'm not sure if he's going to get the minutes ever on the Golden State Warriors, unfortunately. See, and that, that's what kind of surprised me when they drafted him because I thought, you know, he's got a lot of guys in front of him. And admittedly, they'll draft people on potential a lot and looking into the future of what this player can be. But, you know, you know that nucleus that Golden State has had and uh, is still there has been there for a while. And so, yeah, I think somewhere else he could have probably gone and contributed a little bit more, but – you know he's also on a on a championship level team, so he's getting that experience too. So I hope I hope he'll get get some minutes in the playoffs and do well. For sure. All right. So uh, you you guys are split on uh, the Suns and the Bucks. Uh, I'm going for players. Derek is rooting for players, <laughs> and. Uh, I'll break the tie between you guys. I will say the Bucks are going to be the NBA champions this year. Well, congratulations, Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, NBA Josh has a curse? Josh has a curse? Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> I haven't heard the, about the oh, curse. Well, I've heard about the curse. I heard about it a little bit last week on, on last week's episode, but I, I don't oh, remember man. specifically. What what exactly happened here, Josh? What 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 happened? Oh, the better question is what hasn't happened. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It all started on um, what? What's your birthday, Josh? October twenty ninth, nineteen ninety three. That's when it started, guys. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. A solid, almost thirty year run now. Yep. Yeah, Josh. It is. And it's a shame too because I wouldn't. I I really would like to see the Bucks win, but I have to be honest with my picks. I can't start. I can't. I can't start being. Uh, I, I'm a man of integrity. I can't. Right. Right. It's not. You can't lie just to get what you Josh. want. You know. Yeah. So. Hey, hey guys, it's a, it's a good thing that Josh only has to work two hours a day since he's got this curse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, Josh and I have worked together a few times this week. And we've done a great job. So. Thank you, Connor. I, I have no, I have no doubt about that. Thank you. Con- did Connor carry point. though, Josh? Because... No, no, I'm joking. I think we both handled our own weight very well. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot more weight to handle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you said it, not Connor. <laughs> um. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think that's that's all we really have for y'all tonight. Um, it it was a good time having y'all on. I appreciate y'all coming on. Uh, I appreciate all your guys' help. I know y'all have been sharing our podcast with with people on your platform. Yeah, thank you guys already. Uh, it's our pleasure. Y'all, y'all have given us really good feedback and and really helped us get the ball rolling here. Uh, and I just want to let y'all know how much I appreciate y'all. Everybody, go listen to their podcast relative to not. No, that's us. Everybody, <laughs> listen to our podcast relative to sports and their podcast from our perspective. We appreciate the shout out, Josh, and I appreciate you guys having us on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll we'll do it again sometime, and uh, y'all's fans can be looking for us on y'all's podcast eventually too. So. Oh, definitely. for sure.